0: For the past several weeks, we've been looking at the theme of light. I don't know about you, but that seems like a pretty long time. As we make our transition to the summer season today, I thought it would be good for us to deal with the lighter side. To start off then, here are some actual bloopers found in church bulletins. Don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. Thursday night, potluck supper, prayer and medication to follow. This afternoon, there will be a meeting in the south and north ends of the church. Children will be baptized at both ends. This being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. Next Sunday, a special collection will be taken to defray the cost of the new carpet, All those wishing to do something on the new carpet will come forward and do so. A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. And finally, at the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be, What is Hell? Come early and listen to the choir practice. (laughs) This is certainly not our choir. In fact, I have really been missing our Covenant Choir singers and long for the time when they can return here to worship. Hopefully it will be sooner rather than later. Church. How do we think of church? Do we take ourselves too seriously or can we laugh and even laugh at ourselves? seems to me having a sense of humor is a good resource for making it through all the challenges and difficulties of life. Here's a question. Do you know what you call a psychic of small stature who has committed a crime but hasn't been caught yet? Answer, a small medium at large. Sometimes we laugh because something is just plain funny. Sometimes we laugh because of the unlikely positioning of things right next to each other, a small, medium, at large. Sometimes we laugh and we're not even sure why we do. And sometimes we laugh because we need a lift. Think of times in your life when you felt down or discouraged, or as one person said of another, he felt lower than a turtle's transmission. We've all been there, feeling kind of low or Feeling sorry for ourselves. And then something happens or someone cracks a joke that's really funny and a smile comes to our face and we laugh and life doesn't seem quite as bad as we thought it was. Among all God's creatures, human beings are the only ones who both laugh and cry. For we are the only ones who are struck with the differences between the way things are and the way things are to be. In those priceless moments, when we're struck with the incongruity of this world, humor results. A stern, smug gentleman slips on a banana peel and ends up sprawled on the sidewalk. Someone throws a pie in the face of a haughty person. Someone puts help me on the soles of an arrogant groom's shoes before he kneels at the altar. In such moments, when the human condition is exposed, when the so deadly serious ones are made to look like fools, we can sing with Mary before us that such fun is the divine result of a God who has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, has put down the mighty with their thrones and exalted those of low degree. Luke 1, verses 51 and 52. Humor occurs when we are put in our place. Justice occurs, says the Bible, when God puts all of us in our place. When the first end up last and the last move to the front of the line. You know, Christians who think of themselves as so serious about the faith, so concerned about the attainment of goodness, are often guilty of taking themselves too seriously, of a ascribing too much good to their own efforts, their ideals, their righteous indignation. Thus, the great theologian Reinhold Niebuhr says that the very essence of sin is to take ourselves too seriously. Now, if that's true, and the very essence of grace is to receive the gift of laughter, especially when the joke is on us, Particularly when the most laughable incongruities consist of the gap between who we are and who God would have us to be. Now, there is humor that's cruel. Sarcasm, ridicule, and derision. Ethnic jokes, racial slurs, and sacrilegious ridicule represent humor perverted and humor turned Serious in the service of bigotry, pride, and prejudice. There's nothing funny in this. In fact, it's abhorrent and extremely hurtful. Some people try to avoid humor, particularly religious people who take their faith too seriously. In church, we confront so many serious problems. Sin, injustice, hunger, homelessness, ignorance, hate, conflict, violence, and war. How dare someone laugh in the midst of our seriousness? In church, we confront the things of God. Where is a place for laughter in that? But as Jesus' own critics demonstrated, good people, religious people, seriously devout people, are often those most prone to a seriousness which is nothing less than sinful. Whether a liberal or conservative, in church with our moral checklist, our anxious self-examination, our nervous desire always to be right, always to be found pure, correct in word and deed, we don't need God to save us. We're so busy taking care of and saving ourselves. How dare some upstart poke fun at our righteousness. So Nietzsche says that, quote, the devil is the spirit Many years ago, a man in a small town in, in Germany once said, half of the town council are horses' patoots. When the town council heard of this, they called the man in to retract. He said, okay, half of the council aren't horses' patoots. If you hadn't noticed, I cleaned that up a little bit for church. Let's turn to our parable for this morning and what I think is a wonderfully delightful rendering of the text. It's not an easy, rendition, an, uh, an easy rendition to read, so you may want to pay close attention to it as you listen. It's called The Fable of the Forgiving Father. Feeling footloose and frisky, a feather-brained fellow forced his fond father to fork over the farthings. He flew far to foreign fields and frittered his fortune, feasting fabulously with faithless friends. Finally, facing famine and fleeced by his fellows in folly, he found himself a feed finger in a filthy farmyard. Fairly famishing, he fain would have filled his frame with foraged food from the fodder fragments. Phooey, my father's flunkies far Fancier, the frazzled fugitive fumed feverishly, frankly facing facts. Frustrated by failure and filled with foreboding, he fled forthwith to his family. Falling at his father's feet, he floundered forlornly. Father, I have flunked and fruitlessly forfeited family favor. But the faithful father, forestalling, further flinching, frantically flagged the flunkies to fetch forth the fattest fatling. And fix a fi- affix a feast, the fugitive's fault-finding fratter frowned on the fickle forgiveness of former Falderall. his fury flashed, but fussing was futile. The far-sighted father figured such filial fidelity is fine, but what forbids fervent festivity for the fugitive is found? unfurl the flags. With fanfares flaring, let fun and frolic freely flow. Former failure is forgotten. Folly forsaken. Forgiveness forms the foundation for future fortitude. Usually, when we look at this story, we focus on one of the following. The prodigal nature of the first son, the unconditional forgiveness of the father, or the seriousness of the older brother who's been trying to earn the love and inheritance of his father. But today, I would like us to focus on the party, which I suggest to you is the lighter side. After the darkness of squandering his inheritance, after the darkness of despair and resentment by the older brother, comes the burst of light and grace And forgiveness. And at first, that's overwhelming. But then comes the party, the lighter side, full of fun, celebration, and laughter. It's been well said that life is a party at which you arrive after it has started and leave before it has ended. We are invited to come to the party. To which that theologian, Reinhold Niebuhr, adds, to meet the disappointments and frustrations of life, the irrationalities and contingencies with laughter is a high form of wisdom. Such laughter does not obscure or defy the dark irrationality. It merely yields to it without too much emotion and friction. Life is a mixture. It's a mixture of the incongruities and difficulties of life, the mundane, and the ups and celebrations of life. And grace and laughter are such wonderful gifts to help us through. it. It's so important not to take ourselves too seriously. So yes, humor is very much needed in the life of faith, and in the church. I once heard it said, Since nothing we intend is ever faultless, and nothing we attempt ever without error, and nothing we achieve without some measure of finitude and fallibility, we call humanness, we are saved by forgiveness and laughter. And if from time to time we will open ourselves to the lighter side, we can truly enjoy and participate in the party of life itself. For indeed, as the writer of Ecclesiastes said, there is a time to cry and a time to laugh. Eugene O'Neill wrote a play called Lazarus Laughed. It's the story of Lazarus' life after Jesus brought him back from the dead. His life is very controversial now, He laughs at death. Even his home in Bethany is called the house of laughter. That would be a pretty good name for a church, wouldn't it? At one point, Lazarus says, laugh, laugh with me. Death is dead. Fear is no more. There is only life. There is only laughter. It's a great author, anonymous, put it. The one who laughs lasts. So, life has all kinds of challenges and difficulties, and life has all kinds of joys and wonders and celebrations. And we are to balance those things, not focusing all the time on one or the other. And so, we need Each other, we need times when the conversation turns from being too serious to the lighter side and times when life is too superficial to be drawn to the deeper realities of life. Life is not all laughter. Life is not a joke. And we dare not take things too lightly any more than we take ourselves too seriously. We all know how tragic Life is for many in our world today. So as I say, life requires some sense of balance. There is indeed a time to cry and a time to laugh. Friends, this summer, amidst all the activities and experiences of your life, I hope you'll take time to enjoy the lighter side of life and faith and celebrate the great party of life itself. Thanks be to God. Amen.